Okay, welcome along to another episode of the Make It Count podcast. We're rumbling along, flying along, enjoying it, recording it. I'm David. And I'm Matt. And we're the Taylor Bros. The Taylor Bros podcast. No, no. The Make It Count podcast with the Taylor Bros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's still a really good graphic that you created all that time back. Yeah, did win the vote. It did win the vote. So, today, we're talking about something that I came across, I stumbled across in a conversation with somebody, and they talked about a framework that was quite, I thought, really, actually really good. And it's three Ds. Desire, discipline, delight. Ooh, what's the framework for? Well, I was going to say, Matt, what's your first impression? My second first impression, because you told me about this the other day. Yeah. I'm interested in that journey from desire through to delight, mm-hmm. through the medium of discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And How I, do you get from desire to delight? And I think that is, to me, that that's the journey. That you have to, if you want to get to somewhere, whatever it is, you, I think that really well describes the journey. And it can describe why we don't succeed in the journey. So what do I mean? Both of us have talked about in previous episodes and probably we'll talk again today about this journey of journaling. Yeah. So we, we initially had this desire to journal that mm. spawned itself in different ways or expressed itself in different ways, but we had the desire. But initially it was uh, inconsistent and you don't quite get that but then you build the discipline of it and as the discipline combined with the desire builds over time you get to a place where you can delight in it and Mm. i think this is why it really stood out to me is i i've increasingly doing a lot of writing in the last month or two months i've been doing writing a lot more than i've done before just jotting down ideas and Mm. trying to wrestle them through i've been writing this blog for a while i've been trying to do other writing as well and I realised oh I'm enjoying this I'm delighting in this but it didn't come straight away in in many ways it came from writing a newsletter when we were on board the Logos Hope for however many times and that sort of that started to build a discipline every port I'm going to do this then I came back and I started writing a blog and I do that every week and that built Mm. the discipline further so that now I'm in a place of delight Mm. all right David's just spoken for two minutes yeah, it's good. Go for it, I'm Matt. liking David's monologues. <laughs> I just nod. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Maybe I should have used a bit more prosody. Gone up and come down, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good description of that. And we're on the Make It Count podcast. This is not just about the, the Make It Journal podcast or whatever, but it is, a, I suppose, one of the examples that we have found a measure of consistency and success in over the the last few years or five years now and have as you said seen it grow into something that is a bit of a key habit and of course cornerstone i think i i go back to the it's the oh what's that um the model where basically if you ask people how they're confident of how good they are at something. Mm. People that really don't know anything. Dunning- Is it Dunning Kruger? Kruger. Yeah. yeah, the Dunning Kruger. So, I I wonder if it's similar to this. It, maybe this is totally unrelated. But 
when you you know ask someone who's not really very competent at something how good are they they typically overrate how good they are and then as you get more expertise people suddenly drop off in their confidence level and then when they start to become a true expert they start to you know grow in that confidence of how they are but effectively what you end up with is a true expert and a complete novice have the same kind of level of confidence as to how the expert actually underrates even so they're confident they underrate how how good they are and i wonder if that journey um from desire through to delight is almost a similar shaped graph where if, when you start something you go oh yeah i'm really motivated and it's all novel and i love it so that that almost enjoyment on the y-axis is quite high but then as you progress the easy wins become less easy and it becomes a little bit more monotonous and so that the light fades a little bit and then you're into that valley of doom where most habits die i think or most uh, resolutions die and it's only after walking through that valley on the graph that you start to come up again and you start to go oh even though i've been through that for a while i i know how to push through the days when i'm not seeing an immediate immediate growth and now i'm starting to see the long term benefits and sitting into the enjoyment of that and at that at some point i would presume the enjoyment again peaks up and isn't necessarily every time and isn't necessarily the same quality mm-hmm. as that initial stuff but it's a bit more of a content a bit more lasting and satisf- satisfying mm. i hear what you're saying i don't necessarily think i would interpret it that quite that same way because I think it, it be, it's more like it combines. So the desire is the initial step. Mm. Then the next step is a desire plus discipline. And then the next step is the desire plus discipline. You experience delight. Right. And so I helped it. I, that, that's the way I sort of interpreted it. And I thought, yeah, because there are things that I've done, even for the writing. We talked about initially being inconsistent. But the desire kept me coming back and wanting to make it consistent to build the discipline through it such that I got to a place of delight it wasn't that it's like and now the desire is replaced by only discipline because you know discipline without the desire for for actually wanting to do that or even wanting to have the outcome of doing that is kind of empty and I think that's why people Mm. don't like the word discipline or one of the reasons there's probably many reasons why we don't like the word discipline (laughs) discipline can be something that's done to us as opposed to something we choose but um yeah but also i think it's that idea of like oh i just have to do this thing and it's monotonous it's empty and it's like no actually you only it's a the best performers the best people in the world at anything right all the time study all the time practice their instruments all the time you know they're doing it every day all the time consistently brandon sanderson is like one of my favorite authors and he's writing five thousand words every day he doesn't just have a desire to have a book written he's putting the discipline of writing thousands of words every day and actually he delights in it hence why he's one of the most prolific authors there is and and so I, I almost see it more as a, a pattern of, or a description of what happens. But also, it helped me go, oh, this is why I've never got to the place of delight in a few things, where I've <laughs> encountered obstacles, shall mm. we say. So with my language learning, or second language, um, <laughs> I've said I've had a desire for a while. But almost 
yeah and maybe one time i nearly hit some discipline but that only lasted a month and a half probably if i'm being honest and so there's never been a place where i can get to a place where i can delight in this speaking a second language because the discipline wasn't there and i say i had the desire but if you looked at my life over the last two years you wouldn't go it's not a very strong desire mm. anyway so yeah what do you think about that yeah i can see that i can see how so i suppose i was look thinking of it in terms of a journey that it's more you the way you framed it as building blocks so the desire is key mm. and it's well it's an equation desire plus discipline equals delight maybe mm. um so if you take either one of those out you don't get to the delighting space mm. and i do think you're right in the sense that i think the discipline comes with a question and it's a question of your desire mm. it's, it's almost like a test like how much do you really want this yeah like what do you really want if you yeah if if the the reward is not now instant mm. or it's hard in the moment <laughs> what what are you going to do mm. yeah and i suppose then we come back to all of the other conversations we've had just how we it's natural for us to kind of go well i want to do the thing that's enjoyable now rather than the thing that is potentially going to lead me to enjoyment in the future but you know, the future's uncertain. I'm not, I'm living now. So it makes perfect sense that I would want to make the now pleasant yeah. rather than go, well, in doing this, this will help me to delight when I can get to that space. Well, who knows? I could get, something could happen. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and so I don't get to enjoy that. So I can totally understand why. Um, and I, I, yeah, so. Yeah, there is a short-term, long-term payoff. And yeah, I, I think the question often discipline asks of desire is is one we don't answer very well because we haven't dug into why we want it. We haven't mm. gone into, ah, oh, say I want to do this thing, whatever it is, my language learning. But do I really? Like, why do I want to do it? And many people talk about like that moment when it's like, well, I'm going to go and live there or I am living there and I need to be able to talk to other people. That's a pretty big motivator. That desire right. retains you. Whereas if it's like, that's some, it would be nice to have if that's something that comes up in an uncertain future for or most of us. it's just like I'm going to go on holiday there for a week. Yeah, you know, maybe two or three times. Yeah. yeah. So for most of us, that's not a strong enough desire mm. to get going. Mm. And we talked about this before. Like another, this one was helpful in the terms of, for me, for exercise as well. Yeah, desire to exercise. Well, I've built the discipline of exercising every day. And now I delight in it. I go and I, I enjoy it. The other day, I just exercised. Didn't even have any music or a podcast playing. I was Whoa. Just, Are you yeah, crazy? I'm crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's like those people that go to a coffee shop and just drink coffee. And they have a book. <laughs> well, they don't have a phone. No, no, they're no. not listening to anything. <laughs> not talking to anyone. They're just sitting drinking coffee. Crazy. But... uh I th- and again, I think maybe I've said this story before, but this idea of like, asking yourself why, 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 you know, talking to this person, mm. talked about this time they were talking with this woman. And this woman said, I really want to exercise. And so, well, why? Well, you know, I want to get get fitter. Well, why do you want to get fitter? Well, you know, I want to, I want to look better. But why? And I really like asking over and over and over and again. Apparently, like, after 20 minutes, the woman eventually just sort of went, what? 
because the other day I went outside to play with my eight-year-old son and I ran after him for like 30 seconds and then I was exhausted and the look my child gave me was like one of such disappointment and so I'm like I don't want that basically she'd really dug in and found her why like <laughs> and and actually at the beginning working out can be tough especially depending on how you do it it shouldn't probably be uh, so negatively emotive that you never want to do it again but actually if you've got that in your picture in your head of like no I don't want that anymore I want this instead that helps that discipline question is answered by the desire being strong enough yeah that's great it's reminded me of a advert saw either last year or the year before a Christmas related advert and I can't remember what the shop was but the story they told through the advert was brilliant and you've got this old man who is clearly quite frail he's getting aged and his body's not working as well as he's used to and he, one day you see he's got these old weights and they're gathering dust and shed he decides he's going to start lifting this kettlebell or kettle weight and he's doing it with like this squat he can't pick it up and then they do this montage and he gradually is doing it his his neighbors are looking at him and, what are you doing strange and you see he's looking at this photo but you can't see what the photo is you can't see what the picture is what his motivation is but he's doing it he's training he's sweating and eventually it's getting closer and closer to christmas they're building that story up and eventually on the the day where all culminates the family's gathered he's invited round to the family um, and he's got this box in his hands and it's quite a big one and he gives it to this little girl must be his granddaughter and she opens it and it is the Christmas star that goes on top of the Christmas tree and then she's reaching up to try and put it on the tree but she's too small so he then picks her up and does the squat and lifts her up and that was the moment that was the training that he'd been doing for all these months and you think oh wow they told that story quite well in the reveal at the end that was his compelling why that made him do this where you're getting all the looks from the neighbors things that he definitely couldn't do at the beginning of the training but it compelled him to then have the discipline to get to that delight moment mm. beautiful I, when I when he started that, I was like, I don't know what advert you're talking about. And I was like, oh, wait, I've seen that advert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very well done. Yeah, very well. Um, and I I sort of wonder how many of us stop before we get to the delight thing. I almost mm. imagine it like the the three building blocks. You got you have to have the biggest one at the bottom. That's the desire. Mm. Then the one sitting on top of it is slightly smaller, like a pyramid, basically. It's the discipline. And then the top is like the delight and they sort of build up. Huh. And maybe I wonder if you're like <laughs> discipline is bigger than your desire and it's just going to feel empty or dry or something. Or it's not a pyramid. If you slide those ones on the top to the side, it's a staircase. Oh, there we are. You build up to it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, stairs picture for it yeah. Yeah. but yeah i wonder how many of us stop before we get to the delight bit where it's like well we started this thing we hope we'd get to this place where we would delight in it mm. and we just stopped we sold ourselves short of something that could have been delightful <laughs> yeah and i suppose the the double pain there is 
you also start to believe, oh, well, either with that specific thing, I can't do that. Or just, I don't really follow through with these things. As soon as it gets hard, I don't do it. And so we end up constantly going on a bit of a, I'll switch to something else because that might be more interesting now. And then I'll switch Mm. to something else. And so we're constantly flitting backwards and forwards Mm. rather than going, I want to stick at this and get to that level of mastery, that delight. Um, And it may not be, well, you may, yeah, it may be something that for many months, potentially even years, people from the outside don't see anything really of any worth and but actually you're honing something and becoming truly masterful at it. Mm. And and I think the thing that you did express really well right at the beginning here was that idea of energy and the learner versus the expert or, mm. or you know, the beginner versus the expert and going, well, yeah, when we start something, there's something of a, an excitement, even a buzz. Oh, like this is fun, you know, and then... When you're in delight, though, if you get to there, when you're in delight, it's not the same buzz. It's something much more of like a deeper contentment of like, yeah. ah, there's a deeper, more substantial joy. But if we get addicted to the initial buzz huh. and uh, the hype, then maybe actually that's that's why we don't follow through. And we come to believe, one, that we, we don't follow through, we can't do, we... Um, uh, I never, I never can get to that place. But also, it's partly because we just like starting things, and mm. we don't, we we don't value the deeper delight that we can get as much as the initial buzz we can get. And, and maybe we would say that's true of relationships. Many people sort of talk about, oh, I want the initial buzz that I had when I married my wife, or my, you know, when I married my husband. And instead of like the discipline of going through it uh, and and enjoying those journeys and getting to a place of a deeper delight, there's like, oh, just I'll go chase a new buzz. And mm. I, I think it was Timothy Keller in his book talked about if you're in a bad marriage or a marriage that is in, in a rough time, in five years time, it can be a good marriage. That's what they found in in, in some survey data that if people stayed in um, stayed together. stayed stayed together even when they it was tough, then in five years time, it was much better. It was much improved. It, people self-reported as being in a good place. Yeah, and so maybe that is an element of like, oh, they've gone through the tough time they, through the discipline of just staying together, <laughs> yeah. and got to a delight place. I like that. And I think with that, that's another conversation perhaps we could have just in terms of the <laughs> the the shape of a life in terms of a graph. We often think in very simplistic terms, don't we? Mm. Things are either up and to the right or down and to the right. Mm-hmm. It's all in one direction mm-hmm. rather than recognising there are waves and cycles and seasons through which we might repeat a little bit or... Uh, what was it someone said recently? Um, I quite liked it. Oh, it was Tim Elmore. He said, the um, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it certainly echoes. Mm, or it rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I suppose it, I should just say, I think this model was actually put together by a Christian guy for about how to build your prayer life. Huh. Which is... And we haven't really talked about that at all. That's news to me. There's news to you. Yep. <laughs> I can't remember what the guy's name is. 
E. It's probably it? Duncan. Is Duncan that? and the 3Ds model. Exactly. So, <laughs> and and but it was interesting because it feels like that would be useful in that situation. If you so desired to build a prayer life, you would have to desire to do that. Mm. You would have to put the discipline into it, and then you'd find the delight in it. And mm. I think that was interesting. But I just th- thought, oh, this is like a wider framework. <laughs> sure. And and so maybe the challenge is, like, what is the thing you desire? Dig into that and actually build the discipline to get to the delight. Yeah. And as with all these things, it goes back to that awareness piece. Really drill down. This is something that we've talked about a few times, but I personally am thinking, oh, have, I, have I really done this many times with stuff? I've done it a couple of times, but do that chain of whys. Why? Why? Well, ask yourself until it starts getting to that uncomfort level and then follow that uncomfort, you know, that discomfort. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I need to, that's where the answer is found. Because mm. until you do that, when things get tough, when it doesn't look as shiny, you you won't you won't have that compelling desire. You'll forget. Mm. Yeah, and so, and that, and this is I think that's this is why it all triggered back in my head. There were a couple of things where the desire was strong enough that it kept me coming back, mm. even when my discipline was inconsistent. Mm. But the desire was strong enough. I want this. I want this. I want this. That I kept cycling back until. I managed to hit that number of times that built the consistency, which, which demonstrated discipline. And and I think if we have a strong enough desire and enough almost re-entry points to start again and again and again and again, we we can do it. You can do it. Uh, go for it. <laughs> yeah. That's just writing notes now. I'm drawing the picture. I'm enjoying it. Oh, my little notebook. Well, if you want the picture, email Matt and he will send a. <laughs> I'll send a photo <laughs> send of my a... sketch. Yeah, Matt, famously good Hopefully handwriting. You can read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's up for today, isn't it? Really, desire, discipline, delight. What are your questions? What are your takeaways? Let us know. And how did you visualize this model? David visualized it as a pyramid. I visualized it as steps or an equation. Just so many ways. But until next week, thank you for joining us and we look forward to um, hearing from you. Bye.